Welcome to the Lazy Girls Guide to Podcasting. If you want effective and actionable tips to simplify the overwhelm of launching and managing your podcast, then this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Verity Songon, podcast manager, launch strategist, and host of a top 100 podcast. I'm really excited to have you here. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Lazy Girls Guide to Podcasting. And in this episode, I'm doing something quite different because not only am I recording straight to camera for YouTube for the podcast, I've also got, it's going to sound a bit overkill, two phones, but I've got my phone that I normally use, which is on Instagram Live. So anyone listening on Instagram Live, hello, thank you so much for joining. And then I also pulled out my other phone the other day just to um, to do something completely different on. But then I thought, well, maybe I should actually have it set up to record this episode or have it next to me whilst I'm recording this episode on spaces on Twitter because I've got way more active on Twitter as I've said over the last how many weeks we're now only six people away from a thousand followers on Twitter so thank you so much for everybody's support so do make sure you're following at Verity Songon at the moment even though I'm filming this for Instagram I do spend a lot more of my time on Twitter I'm loving the podcasting committee committee no it's not what I meant the podcasting community over on Twitter at the moment. So thank you so much to everyone who's supporting over there. Instagram, you guys, I know I need to get back to you on Instagram. I do still pop on to Instagram, but I feel like at the moment, my call is more Twitter and TikTok, hence why I haven't been spending so much time on Instagram. But I'm still here. So I thought I would, as I said, just pop on to have the Instagram live going there as well whilst recording this, this episode. And for this episode, I really wanted to talk about featuring the podcasting charts because I feel like it's a bit of an interesting one in terms of some people really aspire to be in the podcasting charts. Other people just, you know, couldn't care less. Some people maybe sit a little bit in the middle. But I thought it would be an interesting one to be talking about because with both of my podcasts, both this one and The Confident CEO, we have been fortunate to chart in the Apple podcast charts several times. In fact, this particular podcast since launch, we have been in the UK, Japanese and Danish um, podcast charts for the how to education category of Apple podcast charts, which is really exciting. So thank you to everybody who's listening in the UK, Japan and Denmark. Thank you to everyone wherever you're listening, but those three countries in particular. And for the competent CEO, it's chart in different charts. So I kind of wanted to talk about this because I think there's this illusion. And I think that some people seem to think that you need to have hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, basically a ridiculous amount of downloads in order for your podcast to rank in different charts. And I have to say that it could not be further from the truth. I'm going to be incredibly honest with you that I have had some episodes, charts in various charts in various countries with less than 100 downloads on their first seven days of of release. And I think that would probably shock a lot of people because, as I said, I think some people think you need to have these crazy high numbers. But actually, I think it was the first time that we did chart for the Confident CEO podcast 
we we were definitely in the double figures for downloads when we when we first ranked in Malta, I believe it was one of the business categories in Malta. So the point is, is that you don't have to have these crazy big download numbers. You don't need to have, you know, really high following rates or anything like that. What is important is the categories that your podcast is listed in and the categories that you're therefore likely going to show up in different podcasting charts because we know that some podcasting charts are far more saturated or maybe saturated isn't the right word but have far more many podcasts in them than other podcast charts which are far more niche and if you do follow me on Instagram, TikTok, I did a video just recently talking about how Apple Podcasts has actually just opened up some new podcasting charts. So without being able to look at the stats right off the bat of it, within those first few days of those charts being open, arguably it was probably easier to rank in those charts purely because they were they were brand new. They didn't have an awful lot of content sitting in those in those particular categories. However, if you look at like, you know, for example, the business charts, we know that there are so many business podcasts out there. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there's loads and loads of business podcasts out there. You look at sports and crime. We know that there are so many crime documentary type podcasts out there. We know that there's so many sports podcasts out there. But if we niche down to different parts of that, you know, different subgroups, for example, I know that in the cycling category, and don't ask me how I know this, but I know that in the cycling category of Apple Podcasts, sports podcast category, there are not that many cycling podcasts. So arguably it is easier to rank in the Apple Podcast charts for a cycling podcast if you're in that category, as opposed to the general sports category where you are competing with loads and loads of other really big name podcasts. Same with the business category. So my chartings, I'm trying to think, they were in the entrepreneurship category, that's it. So the entrepreneurship subcategory of business but then moving into the business category, I can tell you I'm way, way down in like there's something thousand or another. Still proud of that, that it's even charting in there's something thousand. Obviously, it's not going to show in the top 250 of Apple Podcasts. But the point is, is that it is easier to a degree to rank in the subcategories than it is in one of like the big main categories. Also, you need to think about the countries as well. So if you look at the US, the US has got the biggest cohort of podcast listeners of anywhere else in the world. So it is harder to rank in the American podcast charts for pretty much any category in comparison to similar categories or even the same categories in different countries. And that's just because the amount of podcasts that are competing is so much bigger in in the states because the listenership is so much bigger so that's something to that's something to consider as well but as i said what i really wanted to really kind of bring home to this point is that you don't need thousands tens of thousands hundreds of thousands podcast downloads in order to rank in the charts and you might then be thinking to yourself well what's the point in ranking in the charts if you're not getting these thousands of downloads and it goes back to what i'm always saying about well what is the 
core concept of your show in the first place? What is it that you are aiming to do with your show? Is it to educate? Is it to entertain? Thinking about who your audience is as well. Is your audience on a national or an international scale? And I say that because I had a conversation with somebody recently. It was a couple of months ago. I went for a coffee with somebody who really, really wanted to start a podcast. Very niche down and incredibly, incredibly localized, which is amazing. I love the concept of their show. And they asked me, they said, how do we get this in the Apple podcast charts? And I said to them, I said, well, why is that one of your KPIs? So your key performance indicators, why is that one of the things that you want to achieve? Why is that one of your goals? And they said, well, because then we've got all these listeners. And I said, yeah, I get that. You'll have all these listeners, but your niche is so localized. And it was, so for those of you who who don't know, I'm, I'm from Jersey and um, you know, the kind of without giving too much away, it was all about Jersey business and getting people to use their business in Jersey, which is not mail order or anything like that. So I was like, if you're getting all of these listeners from all these countries internationally, that's great, but it's got no positive impact on your business because people need to physically come to you in order to receive your your service. So for that point of view, I was like, it's all very well getting in the charts, but that's not where your audience is. So it's kind of thinking to yourself, you know, to some people, yeah, being in the charts is amazing and it's this great achievement and it's something they really strive for. But equally for other people, it's not actually going to suit you or benefit you. You've really got to think about who your audience is, where your audience are at and how beneficial it is to growing your audience to being in the in the podcast charts. And arguably as well, if you do have an international audience, as I do with both of my podcasts, then there is the argument that the higher you rank in the charts, then, you know, particularly if you're in the top 250 of any kind of category on Apple Podcasts, people are scrolling Apple Podcasts, they can go through, they see your show pop up, if they like your artwork, if you know your episode titles are drawing you in, them in, then they will click on them and listen to them. Great, so it's extra exposure for you, but at the same time, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily look for podcasts in that way. So, you know, there's, there's pros and cons from, from both sides of it. What I did want to talk about, because when I was researching the content for this episode, I came across some really, really interesting information about podcast chart manipulation. And similar to, I've got an episode coming out, I think it's next week or in two weeks time. Either way, sometime in, in, in August. And it's all about um, faking and generating fake reviews for your podcast. So it kind of goes a little bit hand in hand with, with this story about chart manipulation. But what I found fascinating, and I'm, I'm kind of looking at my screen. So if you're looking at me on either Instagram or seeing me on YouTube, yes, I am looking at the other half of my screen because I want to get the facts right on this. But what I found was that in 2018, there was a true crime, I can't even talk. In 2018, there was a true crime podcast which was accused of manipulating the charts by offering listeners a chance to win a prize if they provided proof of listening to the show on multiple devices. Now, what this did was lead to a spike in downloads and subscriptions, which made the podcast incredibly popular. But what then happened was the podcast was actually removed from the charts because it was deemed that there was some kind of unethical nature of the promotion to get them into the charts, which 
I think is really interesting because we all think about different ways of getting our podcast out there, of growing on social media and giveaways whilst we don't see them or I don't see them too, too much on social media anymore. I feel like it was a kind of maybe slightly pre 2020 thing, but I could be wrong. It could just be the accounts that I follow on social. But we often think of giveaways as a great way of growing social media accounts. And why not podcasts as well? But as I said, what was interesting about this particular podcast is that it was removed from the charts because, as I said, it was deemed unethical of how it was trying to promote the show and essentially rig the the podcast charts. So, yeah, I thought that was really, really interesting. The other thing that I found out about was about these kind of chart farms, listener farms, call them what you will. And some of them have got actual people behind the screens. Others are controlled by, you know, they use bots and AI and all this amazing technology. But essentially what you can do is you can pay companies to download your podcast episodes. And like I said, they can do that via bots, all sorts of weird newfangled technology that I really don't understand or they've literally got scores and scores and scores and scores and scores of people sitting at desks at internet cafes and all sorts and they will download all of these different episodes and those download numbers all accrue and then that triggers podcasts to sit in podcast charts which I was just fascinated by I just I don't know why people would go to such lengths personally but there is an entire market for this But what's always interesting about these podcasts that chart as a result of buying downloads, essentially, is what you'll tend to find is there's no spikes in particular episodes ranking. It will just be quite random and the show overall will be doing well, but no particular episodes are standing out. So I do think that's I I don't know. I just I find the cheek of it really fascinating, I have to say. But um, anyway, that's a bit by the by the by. But yeah, so chart manipulation, I just, I don't know, I just don't think it's worth it. I really don't. So on the note of charting, is getting in the podcast charts important? Is it necessary? Does it do your podcast well? Is it hindrance for your podcast? What I would honestly say is you need to go back to those really core and fundamental questions of what are the goals for your podcast? Who are your audience that you want to reach? Why do you want to reach them? How do you want to reach them? Because that will then start helping you figure out whether or not being in the podcast charts is actually worthwhile for your podcast. I mean, if it just happens as a happy accident, brilliant. If it's something that you're genuinely working towards, then make sure you've got that strategy in place to help you get into the podcast charts. And we can talk about that in a separate episode. But what I think you really need to consider is whether or not getting in the podcast charts is relevant for your podcast, because it's not going to be relevant for every single podcast. And If it's not relevant for your podcast, that's absolutely fine. You don't need to make it your KPI just because it's somebody else's KPI. And on that note, before we before we sign off for this episode, I wanted to talk about chartable, um, the chartable charts versus the Apple podcast charts. And the reason why I say that is because quite often when we're talking about podcast charts, nine times out of 10 people are talking about the Apple podcast charts just because it's the biggest directory um, around and the vast majority of people, something like 40 to 50% of 
any downloads for any podcast statistically will come from Apple Podcasts. Obviously, there are, um, you know, there are allowances around that, but generally speaking. So Chartable run their own podcast charts. So if people are saying to you that they're ranking in the Chartable charts, that's still really great. But the thing with Chartable charts is that you have to be signed up and part of Chartable in order for your podcast to be considered for their charts. So that's just something to to consider because not everybody's got a Chartable account. In fact, a lot of people that I've spoken to have never heard of Chartable. If you haven't heard of Chartable, go back a couple of episodes because we did a really good episode all about Chartable and Podkite and Smart Links and how that can be really beneficial for promoting your podcast online in particular. But as I said, Chartable, not everybody is on Chartable and you need to submit your podcast to Chartable to be in the Chartable chart. So it's just something that's worthwhile remembering when people are talking about charting. Are they talking about Chartable or are they talking about Apple Podcasts? Where, as I said, generally speaking, when we're talking about podcast charts, we talk about Apple Podcasts just because those tend to be the charts that most people refer back to. And then obviously you've got Spotify, Amazon and all the rest of them. But it's just a thought process to um, to bear in mind with there. So as I'm going to sign off, because it is Friday evening, I'm going to go catch up on some episodes of The Witcher with, I'd like to say a glass of wine, but I'm still not drinking. So it's fruit squash for me. But I would love to know, let me know, do, or can't even talk at this stage, does um, ranking in the podcast charts matter to you? Have you ranked in the podcast charts before? What was your experience of it? Is it something that you're working towards? Haven't quite got there yet, but you've got a strategy in place. Do you just think the whole thing's a waste of time? I'd love to know your your thoughts on it. So reach out as ever. Instagram, Instagram. I really can't talk this evening, can I? Instagram, Twitter, at Verity Song Gone. I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear your thoughts. If you're on YouTube watching this, please like, comment, subscribe, all that goodness. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure that you're subscribed to whichever directory it is that you are listening on. And otherwise, wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And I'll see you next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Lady Girl's Guide to Podcasting. If you love this episode, I think you'll love being on my email newsletter list where I send out weekly podcasting tips to help you create, host and grow a podcast that you love. To join, go to veritysongon.com newsletter or hit the link in the show notes. Until next time, happy podcasting.